Hello, and thanks for tuning in to the Peckville Assembly of God podcast. We're so glad you're here. Now welcome Pastor Terry Drost with today's message. Proverbs 29 and 18, where there is no vision, the people perish. How many know vision brings life? And where there's no vision, there'll be lifelessness. Some people are dying in other parishes because of the lack of vision. This past week, my parents uh, had all these... How many of you remember 8mm uh, home movies? Remember them? A little, like, little, they had like a giant box of them. And my daughter-in-law had this idea. Carolyn, she said, you know, what we ought to do, because my parents moved last year. They moved into a, a smaller place, a one floor, brand new, uh, the Highlands up there, beautiful place. And, uh, but, you know, how many know when you live in a place for 35, 40 years, there's a lot of stuff to sift through? And, I mean, they were going from, from a big house, Nancy, to a smaller place, you know. And, uh, you know, it, they went from uh, uh, ten rooms to four, so now they had to basically let go of a lot of stuff. And so, you know, we were helping with that, us four kids. And my, my daughter-in-law, said, you know, she's always thinking, she's such a bright girl. She's like, you know, they got all these eight-millimeter films. I'm picking them up. It says, like, you know, Family Christmas 1968 or something like that. You know, college graduation 1975. How many know we were kind of awkward? You ever look at those pictures of yourself in the past? You ever see those big hairdos some of you wore, like, in the 80s? I mean, just hilarious. And the big lapel collars, a leisure suit or something like that. Anyway, sorry, my ADD is kicking in a little bit here today. Um, so she said, you know, they have a, the companies that actually put them all on DVD for you now. I said, really? Yeah, and she said, would you got, you know, so we all, us kids kind of all chipped in. We got this, because there's a lot of them. I mean, there's a lot to go through. I mean, decades and decades of the blessing of God. And So not just church stuff, but, like, our family, family life, you know, personal family photos, you know. Um, so anyway... Uh, video, so they put them on DVD, and we were watching them the other night. And you know, it, I, you know, mom, I just so enjoyed uh, watching those pictures. And uh, I have three older siblings: my older brother, older sister, my two older brothers, and older sister. And they showed me I was always running, like Forrest Gump, and I literally had braces on my legs. Anyway, but we're not here to talk about the past. Thank God for the past. It's good to look back. In fact, it's a spiritual exercise when you look back over your life. Again, we were just singing, all my life you've been faithful. That's looking back. If you need a verse for that to make it legal, it's, it would be Psalm 77. I will remember my heavenly Father. I'll meditate and muse upon his ways the days of old, meaning that God has been faithful. But we're not here to talk about looking back. We're here to talk about looking forward today. And vision, in its definition, is a mental picture, not with natural apparatus, but in your spirit that is forceful enough, it's of the future, to mold your presence. Can you say praise God? And so the Bible gives us a lot of clarity on these things. And I want to talk to you specifically about how vision is received and then how it's carried out. Because you need both, amen? Not only to receive God's vision, but to carry it out. And again, God says, I know the plans I have for you. Jeremiah 29, 11, he says, I have great plans for my people. He has, think about you personally in the mirror, the guy in the mirror, the gal in the mirror. He's got plans for you, plans to do what? To prosper you, to bring you a bright future, and not to harm you, but to bring you a hope. Some people think God's up there mad at them, that God's going to strike them with a lightning bolt. You just step out. That's not our God. That's not in your Bible. It's a very positive message. It's not a negative one. Yes, there is a side of the fear of God. Yes, that there is a side of the wrath of God. But we are living in a dispensation of the grace of God. Can you say thank you, Jesus? Since the cross 2,000 years ago. So today I want to talk to you about that. How to get vision, how to receive it according to the word, and then how to carry it out. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, 
and verse 9, one of my favorite scriptures of all time. But as it is written, eye has not seen, everybody say seen, nor ear has heard, nor has it entered the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those who love him. So God's prepared great things for us, amen? But God has revealed them to us through his spirit. Say, through his spirit. For the spirit searches all things, yea, the deep things of God. For what man knows the things of a man except the spirit of man which is in him? Even so, no one knows the things of God except the Spirit of God. Now we have received, not by the Spirit of the world, notice that, but the Spirit who is from God, that we might know the things that have been freely given to us by God. Let's pray. Gracious Heavenly Father, this morning, in this 11 a.m. service, for everyone within the sound of my voice, God, those in this room, those watching at home, those watching or listening by radio, or whatever form of communication this goes out. I pray, Lord God, that we would understand how to receive the plans that you have for us and how to carry them out in our generation. We ask your blessing now in Jesus' mighty name, all God's people said. Amen. Amen. So how is God's vision received? Here's the very first point. Please write this down. It's received. Vision, God's plans for you, is received by God's Spirit. Can you say amen? Amen. Verse 10, we just read it. It says, but God has revealed them. See, eye has not seen, the Bible said. Ear has not heard, neither has it entered into the heart of man, meaning that flesh cannot reveal these things to us. Amen? Jesus said to Peter, flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, meaning it's by the Spirit. That's how do we receive that mental picture in the present of where God wants us to go in the future. It's in here. It's not external, okay? It's not peripheral. It's not vision. You know, my wife and I both wear contact lenses. And we've been wearing glasses since we're just kids. And uh, I, I don't know. You know, it's really interesting. Anybody wear glasses or contact lenses in here? It's okay. You're, you're in church. Don't lie. Okay. Uh, <laughs> thank God for contacts, right? But when I was a kid, I'm in third grade, you know, eight years old. I remember going to the optometrist. I think we might, my parents might have took me up to Einan Drugstore or some of them places back then. I had the, the optometrist, you know, he looks in your eye with the light and get, and it's like, and then they write the prescription, well, you got to buy these. So how many ever had a corny looking pair of glasses? Now they're back in style, right? But back then, you know, and, and then every year my eyes would get progressively worse. You ever have that problem? Every year they get a little worse, a little worse, a little worse. And then like, before you know it, by the time I got to like, High school, I was wearing Coke bottles. You know what they are? And then thank God, when I was like 15, 16, I finally got contact lenses. And uh, I had hard contact lenses. They're like glass ones. They're like putting sand in your eye. I still remember the first time I was up here at Pearl Vision Center, and the lady's like trying to put that thing on my eye. I was like, no, I don't want to do it. You know, it's like somebody sticking something in your eye, you know. And then here's the funny thing about it. Now, we've been wearing glasses how many years? A long time, right? She's like 19. I'm whatever I am, and uh, <laughs> well, we've been married 31 years, but since we're kid, grade school wearing them, you know, and I was reminded of that as I watched these videos this week with my parents, but the thing is, folks, our kids, our boys, we have three grown adult men, yeah, one's 29, I mean, they, they have 20-20 vision, can you say praise God? I'm starting to wonder if there's somebody else's kids, you know? <laughs> Anyway, 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 
But the point is, we, listen, we don't see the vision of God through natural apparatus, through contact lenses or prescriptions at the optometrist, okay? It's going to the eye doctor. We see it in here. And, and I want you to receive this now. You've got to work with me because we're so accustomed in our world to, to everything that the natural eye can see. But the Bible says that faith is the things that are not seen. Can you say amen? amen? There you are. Some of you ahead of me. So it's received by God's Holy Spirit. In fact, Zechariah 4, 6, the Bible says, It's not by might nor by power, but by my spirit, saith the Lord of hosts. I wish I had time just to scratch the surface of that, that little text right there, but it, it, it's actually a giant text. And it speaks of Zerubbabel, who was the governor of Syria and he had, governor of Israel, and had this daunting task to help rebuild the walls after being enslaved for 70 years of the city, the holy city of Jerusalem. Some of us will be there in a couple weeks. And he was overwhelmed, and, and the prophet, that's the last spoken word. There's five, nearly 500 years of silence from God speaking to his people from the, New, the Old Testament to the New Testament. How many of you hear what I'm saying? And Zechariah, who's a prophet of God, he's prophesying, he's speaking of vision, he's speaking of the future, he's speaking as an oracle of God. Zerubbabel gets awoken, and God speaks to him. And he says, you know, he's basically concerned about how this project is going to get accomplished. And God gives him actually three visions, but the one is, you know, it's with the olive trees and the oil is flowing. I wish I had time to get in. That's why you need to come on Wednesday nights and we go through chapter and verse of the word and not just let you read the word, but let the word go through you. And he's got this vision in the middle of the night. You ever, get a, you ever have a dream and, I mean, it came to you. I'm not being weird. I'm just being honest. And, and like you said, man, that had to be God that was trying to speak to me. You ever, you ever have that? I mean, granted, sometimes we just had too much pizza or something like that. But, you know, truthfully, there are times in your life when God will speak to you in your sleep. You believe it? I've had a few times. I can count it on one hand. I mean, I'm just being very honest with you that it's, it's woken me up like, wow. I had somebody call me this week, actually, and uh, my wife and I. And she said, you know, my grandparents, she's from Tennessee. She's like my, our oldest son's age, late 20s. She said, my, my my grandparents were such godly people. I won't say their name, but they used to be in this church, and they passed away. We did both of their funerals here. I had the honor. They were really giants of the faith, spiritual giants. And the thing I love about my parents' generation is they're people of prayer, people that are connected. You know, if you want to you get the download from heaven, you've got to have the, the rabbit ears up, okay? They used to say back in the day, you've got to have your, your radar. You can't have your ears plugged and your eyes plugged and expect God to speak to you. And she said, you know, I, I, I've, had, I've never had this happen, Pastor. Can I ask you a spiritual question? I said, of course. I can't promise you have the answer, but I'll do my best to help you. And she said, I've had this dream reoccurring three times, and it's woke me up, and I, I just, I know it's God. I just, I know, I just, it's like, wow, this is unbelievable. I just, very, really solid person in that, you know. And she said, can I ask you, what, why, why is God speaking to me like this? He never spoke to me like that. I said, I'll tell you why, because probably, probably, when you're asleep, the dead of night, it's one of the only times that you're not distracted anymore. I mean, we're walking around, people, you know, think about it, we're walking around with our phone. I mean, jeepers, you can't, a person can't even go to the bathroom without their phone in their hand today. How's God supposed to get through to us? Can you say amen? And so it's by the Spirit of God. And here's the second point. Put it up there real quick so we can keep moving here. By the Spirit of God, vision is received by faith. 
You've got to have faith to believe that God is speaking and He wants you to do something. He said, I know the plans I have for you, but to know those plans, you've got to receive it in here by the Holy Spirit. Faith comes by hearing and hearing that of the Word of God. That's Romans 10 and 17. We talked about this last week a little bit. Logos is a full discourse of God's Word. Listen, folks. Rhema is revelation of God's Word. Rhema. It's a revelation of the Word of God. If I'm listening to the Word of God and I'm reading the Word of God, guess what God's going to do? He's going to speak to me. The opposite is also true. If, I'm not, if the book is always closed until Sunday and I'm listening to everybody else's opinion, you know, I'm plugged into you know, CNN or you know, HBO, you know, Hell's Box Office, you know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we watch those channels like, you know, Sin to the Max, I mean Cinemax, okay? How in the world am I going to hear God? And so watch this. It's like God literally has, think about that. He has an inheritance for us. He has something He wants to give us. And He's standing there in front of you, if you can just get the picture for a minute in here, with open arms trying to give you something that will bless you and send you down the road further than you could ever get on your own regarding His plans, His blueprint. Think about this now. And if you walk by and your eyes are closed and your ears are full of everything else and everybody else, you literally walk right around and miss what He has for you. Would you dare to be so honest in church to say, that probably has happened to me a time or two. Well, yes. And what's worse is we make decisions based on things that have nothing to do with God's plans for us. And then we wonder, we get frustrated and wonder where God is at in all this. I've got good news for you. Vision comes by faith. Vision is revealed by the Holy Spirit, but it's also received by faith. Hebrews 11:6. you know the scripture. But without faith, it's impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. What does that mean? It means that God compensates you for what you've done. How many of you like to be compensated? Amen? How many of you just work for free? You don't care if they ever give you a check again? I don't see any hands up. Okay, I didn't think so. Well, did you know? <laughs> Do you know it's the same way with God? The Bible said he rewards those that what? Diligently seek him. That means worship. Amen? That means prayer. That means staying connected to the vine. and the Amen? It's, it's staying. There's a connectivity in the spirit. I'm walking in the spirit. The Bible says if you walk in the spirit, you will not fulfill the sinful desires of this old flesh. And so... You know, I've had people speak prophetically over me, things, you know, and, and like I remember when I was a kid, like I, I've had people say, one day, you know, you're going to speak to the nations of the world, you know, and I, I mean, I appreciate that, and I guess I could say we've done that somewhat, some of these short-term mission trips, but can I just share a little good news? This week, I preached in Pakistan to an actual church full of hungry Christians. Can you say praise God? Yeah. Amen. Yeah. And Celine, your family is from, it's a big area, but I mean, and so I asked Celine because I kept getting a friend request from people in Pakistan, Mark, and I was like, mm, you know, I don't know, it's a, kind of a scam, I'm not going to confirm that request, but they kept messaging me, and the funny thing about Messenger, you know, how many of you know about Facebook Messenger, people can message you, whether you're friends or not, they could ask you questions, they could be right up in your grill, they're right on your phone. 
for probably a year and a half, I had this guy saying to me, Pastor Mars, I can't pronounce his name right now, it sounds like I'm speaking in tongues, but he, he, he kept a friend request to me, and so this is the way he's saying, Dear sir, please, we need you to preach the gospel in our country. We need America, we need the Bible in our country. No joke. So I, I asked Salim, because he's from there. And he said, no, the problem is, it's, it's not a problem, it's a good problem. The gospel is exploding in Pakistan. In fact, they've got more people and they have buildings. Can you say praise God? So that, that was Wednesday morning at 10 a.m. Listen, they waited for two hours in the cold for me. I didn't know this. And, and, and they, they did a video call and I literally stood right behind this pulpit and I preached on what I'm preaching today. It was a little different message. It was on faith and vision. And I couldn't understand them because it's through a translator. But all I could understand was two words. Are you ready? Besides all the clapping like you guys were doing. Amen and hallelujah. They kept saying amen, hallelujah. Just like that. Amen. Praise God. And so watch this. So Wednesday, they asked me to preach now with three churches. Three churches. They don't have a building. But there it is. That's their little flat panel TV over there. Amen. Okay, you can take that one down now. <laughs> it's a terrible picture. That's a terrible you got to picture it in here, not out there, you know. <laughs> but you see what I'm trying to tell you? You've got to receive that by faith. If someone was to say to me a couple weeks ago, you're going to preach to churches in Pakistan. I'm like, what? How is that even possible? I didn't even book a flight for Pakistan. But God, when God is in it, he'll make a way. Amen? Just like he did for you. Just like he did for you. Amen? He watched it, you know, he was going through a hard time, right? I'm going through a hard time a few months ago. Turned the television on. He said, I was preaching at him. You know, he had, had some intense fellowship, as my wife and I call it every once in a while. I know you guys don't ever have any kind of uh, disagreements in your marriage. You're way more spiritual than we are. But, you know, we were having a moment, a, a time like that, right? And be honest, you know, we're, on, we're in church. And he said, I sat down and, like, I turned that thing on and there you were preaching at me. He said, man, I got so aggravated, I changed the channel. There, your son was preaching at me at the other channel. <laughs> Am I telling the truth? Yeah. The truth, right? right? And look what God has done. Amen? Now we're on the front row of the house of God. Can somebody say praise God in this house? <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. Listen, you want to focus on negative, and you want to be a downer, and you want to be one of them people, it's like a wet blanket, go ahead, but you're not going to affect my fire. Can you say praise God? Because my focus is vision and faith. Can you say praise God? Oh, hallelujah. Guys, sound like a bunch of packies this morning. Praise God. Hallelujah. So how do I carry it out? Here it is. Very quickly, how do I carry it out? Habakkuk 2 is the text. Habakkuk says this to God. I will stand upon my watch and set me upon the tower and I will watch to see what God will say unto me and what I shall answer and what I when I am reproved so it's very simple this is how we carry out the vision we may know the vision once we understand the vision I may understand like we did years ago that God wanted us to move out of our old location an older building like we were talking about that was somewhat of an architectural nightmare, but you know, uh, we, we built on and built on and built on to accommodate the growth. We added extra services, but we were out of seats, 
and out of parking. And then we had this plan. We, we felt through prayer and fasting and seeking God through staying connected to the vine like we've been talking about this morning for a few moments that God wanted us in the year of our Lord 2008 to open a brand new facility right here on Route 6. So we had to stand watch. So you've got to stand watch. You've got to watch for God. You've got to be looking for Him intently. So I want to say this to you. You've got to look with spiritual eyes to carry out a vision. That's the first point. Ephesians 1.18, open the eyes of our hearts and let the light of your truth flood in. Shine your light on the hope you are calling them to embrace. That's from the voice paraphrase. I just love the way they worded that. Reveal to them the glorious riches you are preparing as their inheritance. How many know God has a great inheritance for you? Oh, yes. If you had an inheritance, wouldn't you want to know it? Amen? Somebody said, where there's a will, there's a relative. Amen? <laughs> Praise God. Sorry, I'm just having fun with y'all. So I've got to look with spiritual eyes. I've got to look with spiritual eyes. Amen? Say that. Say that to your neighbor. You've got to look with spiritual eyes. And here's the second point of carrying out. You've got to write it down. Say, write the vision down. Look what he says in verse 2, the Lord's answer. So now God is speaking to him after he prayed and was seeking God. God said, write down the vision. Write it down. Write it everywhere. I felt like God was saying to me, it's time when we were talking about Honesdale and things just kept happening and happening and happening and you keep hearing about more problems and opioid and drugs and everything, poverty and people needing Jesus and not going to church anywhere. I'm like, you know what? It would have been easy to stay here on high ground, my dear brothers and sisters. It would be easy to stay here with all this. My whole family is sitting on the front row. For goodness sakes, I could be very selfish if I, if I wanted to be. But God has much higher ways than our ways. His thoughts, the Bible said, are much higher than our thoughts. And God spoke to us through an extended time of prayer and through people. And can't we do something? I had a presbyter in the Assemblies of God. He's a dear friend of mine. He's over like 40 churches. He's like, Terry, can't you please? You guys got resources. You got young people. You got all this. Can't you think about, you know, Susquehanna County. There's nothing north of Susquehanna County. Wayne County, you could count on one hand the churches there, folks. Certainly with 55,000 plus people in the greater Wayne County region, there's room for a work of God. Can you say amen? What better place for a church than on Church Street? Amen? I mean, honestly, it would have been way easier to say, oh God, I don't hear you. No, 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 I don't hear you. No. And it takes lots of work. It takes, you know this, we're in it together. It takes lots of prayer. Lots of, you know, working on the vision. So you've got to write it down. You've got to write it down. And I felt like God was saying to me, arise and expand, arise and expand, arise and expand, over and over and over. So whatever the vision God's saying to you personally about your own life, you've got to write it down. Get out a pen, get out a paper. It says make it plain on tablets, you know. I mean, write it on your underwear drawer, okay? <laughs> I mean, you know, put, hopefully you go there every day, okay? I mean, you know, write it on your deodorant. I mean, some, keep it in front of you. Let me give you the other point. It's real simple. Clearly articulate your goals and objectives. Clearly. Don't just pray some giant prayer. God save the whole world, you know. You know Brother Hagin said he, he would tap people on the shoulder when they were praying, especially in school. And Daniel's here today. And Daniel's graduate. What year did you graduate, Rama? 2002. Got a great gift for teaching. My God, I, I heard him teach on a Wednesday night, a Saturday night, actually, and it was like, whoa. 
And we all have different gifts, right? But Brother Hagen, I heard him say one time, Daniel, he said, he said you know, they had this just unbelievable spiritual school out in Oklahoma there, and he said the kids would be at the altar praying, and, you know, and he said, he said, I would tap them on the shoulder every once in a while. And he said, I'd walk up to him and I'd tap him on the shoulder, turn around and say, what are you praying about? Well, I'm praying that, that God will help me. <laughs> okay. How? Then go up to somebody else, tap him on the shoulder. What are you praying about, son? Well, I'm praying that God will, uh, you know, I'm not sure. <laughs> Clearly articulate the goals and objectives. You know, we're going on a trip to Israel. I mean, you know, I had a meeting with people going on a trip to Israel uh, last week, my wife and I, and, and it's going to be great. And can you imagine I say, hey, we're going to Israel, but I'm not telling you what day. <laughs> not telling you what the flight number is or what time we're leaving the, the parking lot here. You understand what I'm saying? It's okay to see the big picture. I'm a big picture guy. My wife is more detailed. I see the forest. She sees the trees. You know anybody like that? She's so detailed, she sees the bugs on the leaves on the trees. Amen? And I've learned after 31 years of marriage that when I say, man, we're going to take this hill for God. And she goes, how? Explain this to me. you got to write it down. Amen? I wrote out a five-year vision one time, and, and, and the categories that would come under, I was amazed how fast. I was telling Lynn on the break after last, between, before the service how fast things got sped up in the spirit because why? That's a biblical mandate right there. That's in there for a reason. In fact, the Bible says that everything written in the Word of God is therefore an example for us to live our lives by. So how are we going to get in Honesdale? When is that going to happen? Well, I'll tell you. We're going to get in there. The soft launch will be March 29th. That's an advantageous goal, wouldn't you say? But I just articulated it to you, didn't I? I mean, and so, and so here's the last point. You, you've got to develop a team around you. You've got to get a team around you. Say, I've got to get a team around me. Put that point up if you got it back there. You got to have a team. Teamwork makes the dream work, right? Together, everyone accomplishes more. Team, like an acronym, acrostic. Develop a team. Thank God we got a good team going up there. And people feeling called and led to be part of that. And not everybody does, and that's okay. You know, if everybody went up there, we'd have no one here. And if no one went up there, we'd have everyone here. But though the vision tarry, it will come to pass. Some days it scares me in here. In my, in my human, in my, in, in my times, I woke up in the night and I said, God, how's this going to happen? It takes a lot of money, folks. I don't know how else to say it. You have a problem with that. Well, then, you know, don't give to God's work. Go give it to the casino or whoever. We'll get some of that too, by the way. It comes right back to us. By the way, we got $25,000 from the casino just recently for our food distribution. Somebody ought to give God some praise. Could it get any clearer? I mean, you know why? Because God's people are in unity. I can't show, share my vision with everybody. The Bible says about sharing with those who have a precious like faith. Not everybody is in the same level. It's okay. And listen, not everybody's going to share in your happiness. Joseph shared his dream of being a deliverer of the whole nation, and his brothers threw him in a pit and sold him off into slavery. But he still kept the vision in his heart. My, my, my vision and our vision for this church is not dependent on everybody always be, being in agreement all the time. Listen, 
You can have uniform you can have unity without having uniformity. Right? I don't even expect you to agree with everything. I don't even agree with myself half the time. Can you say <laughs> I mean come on somebody? But we're talking about the vision of God now. What is God asking you to do the rest of your life? What will you do? What will they say about you after you're gone? I want to be, first, I want to be a good husband, good father, good grandfather, long before being a pastor. You know, somebody said, you know, I'm not impressed by how much money you make, what you drive, or where you live. I'm impressed by how you treat people. Amen? And I'm just, you know, I'm just saying this about unity, and I'm going to close here in a minute. The Bible says, Psalm 133, how good and pleasant it is when brethren dwell together in unity. Amen? It's one thing we have here, and I treasure that. And I always want to protect that, the unity. You know? It says, let's strive together to protect the, the harmony, the fellowship. You know? But vision, God will get his vision accomplished through us. Amen? Man, if he doesn't use me, he'll use somebody else. But he'll move the ball down the field. Listen, if I was to get on a ship up here in New York Harbor and head to London, how many know that ship's going to London? And if somebody jumps overboard, or somebody takes a hacksaw or a, a pocket knife, tries to cut the ropes of a lifeboat, starts paddling off into the icy, dark Atlantic Ocean, that ship is still headed to London. Let me tell you something. This ship is headed to heaven. And I would strongly encourage you... I would encourage you to be part of the team. Be a team player. Amen? Praise God. And uh, Wednesday night, it was really interesting because we had a business meeting here Wednesday night. How many of you were at the business meeting? Praise God. Awesome for a business meeting. Can you imagine? It was my 16th business meeting that I've chaired. And it's not the one I look forward to all year long. Um, but when I came in here Wednesday night, we had a record crowd of people at a business meeting and they were they were doing praise and worship they had the lights down it was like a revival service i come in and people got their hands raised they're like let revival come and i'm like i thought this was a business meeting i'm walking in with a bag and a and a notebook and i've got my secretary and the financial and all that stuff and i'm like whoa what's going on here it's called unity it's called the presence of the lord it's called following the vision of heaven and having faith to believe that God could do it. Amen? Yeah. And listen, nobody's taking any credit. God gets the glory for this. Well, I came in and, and I was over there by my, my parents. And my dad leans over. He always has something funny to say, you know. It's like before he told me that the toilets were plugged in the ladies' room before I came out here. That's what I did, too. I just laughed. I'm like, what am I going to do? You know, <laughs> we've got service. It's 11 o'clock, you know. Anyway, they got them unplugged. I heard good news, good news. But you know, he said to me Wednesday night, we had, I mean, you gotta see all the people here for a business meeting. Usually, I mean, we, we, it's like we have to, right, Winnie, we have to like white knuckle it, hoping we're gonna have a quorum. Man, I mean, people just don't come out to them. They just don't come out. You know, it's kind of one of those things. You know what? This year was better than last year. Oh, a lot better. Not just financially, spiritually. It's called vision, salvation, healing, baptism of the Holy Ghost. We, listen, folks, we baptized almost 40 people in the last like two weeks here. I come out there baptizing kids on a Wednesday night here. Baptize them on Saturday night. Baptize them on Sunday morning. I'm like, what is going on here? That would be called God blessing a unified church. 
He commands his blessing there. Amen? And even if he said, could anything good come out of a businessman? Yeah. It was amazing. We elected a few board, new board people. Kevin, Jane. Where's Kevin? Praise God. Thank God for Kevin. Kevin. And then uh, Tim Cartmel. Tim's on his way to Arizona on a much-needed vacation. And uh, my son comes up to give a report on Thrive Church in Honesdale. Tyler, and I'm like, now keep this brief. We don't, it's not a preaching opportunity, amen? I mean, he's, he's, he's just all excited about it. Yeah, that's what you want, amen? Get, get these guys fired up and send them out and let, let them win souls for Jesus, I mean. And let me tell you this vision. I see that church already filled. I don't see a roof that's got to be fixed and bricks and mortar. That'll come, but it'll be filled to the glory of God. Can you see it? Amen. Amen. Worship team, come back. I know I've got to finish here. Praise God. You know what happened in that business meeting? My son calls me up on the phone. He's like, Dad, it's like 1030 at night. My wife and I got in my truck. We were headed home. We have a long journey from here to my house. It's a long and winding road. It's about a mile. He calls me up on the phone, Jessica, and he says, Dad, where are you guys at? And, I, and I'm thinking he wants to go out to dinner, Mark. These guys eat at like all hours. I'm like, I'm almost home, and I'm going to bed. Why? He goes, you won't believe what happened. I said, what do you mean? He goes, do you know tonight at the business meeting, we were back there at that table for Thrive Church. Listen to this, how good God is. He said, people came up and just started giving us, uh, you know, that money for uh, building materials. I said, really? You mean Sunday in the, in the offering? Oh, no, 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 Dad. We didn't receive an offering in a business meeting. Listen, almost $6,000 came in on Wednesday night at a business meeting. Can you say praise God? Everybody say vision. That's what God wants for you, vision. Praise God. Bible says in Acts chapter 2, when the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all in one accord, meaning in one place. They were in unity. Suddenly there came a sound from heaven as a rushing mighty wind. And the scripture says that it filled the whole house where they were sitting. And there appeared on them like cloven tongues of fu as fire. And one set upon each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Let me tell you something, folks. What they needed back then, we need today. It's called the Holy Ghost and fire. Can you say amen? It fires me up. It picks me up where I belong. Amen? Praise God. I want to say lastly today, I don't know who this is for. I'm just going to say this. Stay the course. Stay the course. Not always easy. Stay the course. Stay the course. Don't turn to the left or to the right. Stay the course that God's given you. Amen? Bible says in that Latin, and lastly, for the revelation awaits at appointed time, he said to Habakkuk, it speaks to the end and it will not prove false. Listen, though it tarry, though the vision lingers, though it tarries, it shall come to pass. You believe that today? Amen. You believe that? Go ahead and stand to your feet today. Let's give God a mighty hand of praise this morning. Hey guys, we hope you enjoyed that message. And if you did, take a photo of you listening and tag us on your social. 
Thanks again for joining us. We love you, God loves you, and may God's richest blessing be yours.